You ready for Freddy? Now that's a fucking bong hit. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Correa. Hey everybody, we are back. Thank you so much for joining us once again at the Thanks for the Invite podcast. This is my morning commute episode I said I wanted to do more of these solo cast episodes and and I'm back I'm doing it man I'm happy to be back just ranting just talking um, the episodes with the uh, thanks for the invite podcast on YouTube have been great so if you if you're listening on audio if you could just go to my page at Fred Wrecker F-R-E-D-R-E-K-E-R on YouTube. Look up Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Korea and subscribe. There's uh, another Thanks for the Invite podcast. Those guys are cool. Check them out also. But subscribe to my channel. You know, it's all about spreading love and positivity. I've learned that you could take that approach of, hey, this is a competition. Screw the competition. Um... And you could be, uh, what do you call it, um, cynical, you know? And and you could get your results. You could probably get up in life ahead. But you know who's n- who's never going to forget about what the stuff, what's the, st- you know, the stuff that you did, the sneaky stuff, the, the jabs that you used to do, which I've done with people, with other comics, you know, things like that. Um, <clears throat> not always on the record, usually off. I try to be more... Um, politically correct if I'm recording I'm not trying to uh, out anybody and I think we all do that we all kind of when it comes to comics we talk shit about each other all the time but doing it publicly that's where you got to have class you see what I'm saying however it doesn't matter because you know who's always listening the universe so eventually that shit does catch up and uh, you could get ahead you could be successful but this is why I'm telling you, the universe is always listening. Who is the universe? Well, that depends on you. What do you believe? What is your worldview? Do you think um, there's a God that's watching over you? That's who I'm referring to them. A creator, someone you pray to, that's who I'm referring to. You're the higher power the intelligence uh, uh, being, right? We all believe in something higher, uh, unless you're an atheist, right? I do believe that there's something higher. I don't know what it is. So I refer to it as the universe, the, the people listening, the gods, the simulation, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus Christ too. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, 15 years ago, I would have never imagined this is me talking. Like if I took this podcast 15 years ago, I would be in shock. I'd be very, very surprised that I fell away from the faith. Because I was a man of faith, believe it or not. If you're new to the podcast, um... I used to teach in school, uh, in, in Bible school, um, I'm trying to say Sunday school. I used to have my own um, young adult uh, meetings at church. First it started at home, and I would teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, you know, Calvary Chapel style. And I always prayed that I would not be one of those that fell away that, that would backslide from the faith. But it happened. And I, I always felt like I would be sad if I did. Where would I go if I didn't have my religion? And I'm going to say religion because we were manipulated to not say religion. We're like, 
as Christians, we don't have a religion. We, we carry a relationship with God. We just kept telling ourselves and others like that that was the case. But was it really the case? When somebody's looking at you from the outside, you don't realize the things you're doing are religious. You think you're just being a good person because you're saved. But somebody outside will see you and will see the things you don't see. Because when you're in a religion, um, you have a sort of kind of like a tunnel vision. You don't really see the big picture. Just like somebody that is in religion, they look at me, they think I have tunnel vision, which is fine. But I remember, uh, uh, they'll think that I have tunnel vision because I refuse to believe now and the truth that I knew that, you know, I've been accused of, you already know the truth, you should know better, this and that. I'm like, it's not just that I know the truth, but my truth is not your truth. When I started thinking outside the box, when I started doubting certain things and certain questions couldn't get answered, I fell away from religion. I, I, I started thinking, I didn't, and it wasn't, it wasn't something very fast. It was little by little. So I could, I could be seen as somebody that got misled by Satan, by the dark forces and you know, I had a bright future in religion and, and Christianity. And and I still feel like, you know, I used to be, um, I used to always be considered as somebody like, that was like a Bible thumper, you know? Somebody I was really into God and, and, and it, it wasn't me anymore. It started changing. Moving to Vegas, is not the reason some people may think that I moved to Vegas in 2012 Lizzie and I and and people think that that's when we got away I've had people think that and told me that before you know they 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 thought that we really got perverted in Vegas and I actually stop I I I, I, I uh, what do you call it um renounce no I didn't renounce <laughs> I I gave up my leadership I can't think of the damn word you know I'm bad at talking I'm not somebody like me should not have a podcast for 10 years <laughs> I have a speech impediment I'm not a good speaker but I still appreciate you guys we've been doing this for a long time and um what is the damn word? Resigned. <laughs> I resigned from being the youth leader. I was like unofficially the, the young adults uh, pastor. Unofficially. It was never official. You know? And uh, I, I resigned in Reno. We were living in Reno for about almost two years before we ended up moving to Vegas when I had resigned. So I was already like in this uh, spiral of partying and living a different lifestyle, but at the same time questioning um, my faith and why certain things that we did uh, didn't, didn't really fit in my worldview anymore. So things started changing. Now we ended up moving to Vegas more for career opportunities. I was a year into comedy and we were looking to go either Southern California or Vegas, Bay Area, wherever I could find um, a job in the career I was pursuing. And Vegas ended up working out because, uh, you know, it's the one that called. <laughs> so we moved out here, but I just little by little, man, I'll tell you. Um, I always go back to scripture, to teachings, because I, f I hold that to my heart very, you know, very closely. I remember the words, like, some of the teachings and some of the things that 
for example, Chuck Smith, the man who started and uh, founded the Calvary Chapel movement, the Jesus Freak movement. I think there's a movie that just recently came out. Something I don't know if it's called Jesus Freak or something, but it, I I I want to say it's about Chuck Smith because he was the one that would go out in the 1970s and or 60s and go and preach to the young hippies at the beaches in Orange County. Um, anyway, he was a great, great uh, leader, a great person um, from my perspective. And um, he, he would teach that what happens in faith in, in life is uh, when you separate yourself, like if you, let's say you're, you're um, controlling a ship, you know, you're going out uh, on a boat or a giant ship and you're sailing out of uh, a port in San Francisco and you're gonna sell uh, or like I said uh, you know it could be a, it doesn't have to be sailing but it, just any ship in general you're heading to your destination is Hawaii one of the islands you have your degrees uh, on your steering you know exactly where you're gonna go and you have to keep it that way until you get there now if you're going like on a straight line and you're traveling on this cruise in the ocean if that steering uh changes just by one fraction of a degree your destination is now altered by a lot a lot so they would, uh, you know, Chuck Smith would say, you know, it, it could be something in, in doctrine, in teaching, something you believe in. If you change a little bit now, later, it's going to get bigger and bigger. It's just going to turn into a snowball, you know, a snowball effect. Rolling downhill is going to get bigger and bigger. It's going to get harder to control. And that's kind of what happens in life in general whether it, you could apply to life to um you know to faith to careers to relationships when you change little things little changes could tur will turn into big changes they will turn into so you you could even look at it like health wise if you make little changes you're trying to get healthy don't try to go all hardcore right away you know little by little make some changes and, and things will happen Sometimes you have to make drastic changes though. So, and that's okay too. But then in the result of that, you're gonna end up in a whole different uh, destination from where you started. It, it might be the destination where you wanted to be all the time, you didn't know. Or sometimes you might've veered off and said, uh, man, what the hell did I do? I should not be here. I regret, you know, we live life with a lot of re regret. But look at all the things you did right also. You know, we, we've had a lot of bad things happen to our lives. We all have deaths. We all have betrayal, betrayals, uh, things that happen to us and things that we do to others. So some of it, you know, the stuff that happens to us, it sucks. But when I look back, I'm like, as far as now, I, I can't speak for tomorrow because uh, I could bite my tongue, but as far as right now, everything that's happened to me, as bad as some of the things have been and as good as some of the things have been, I am grateful for. And that's the thing we got to look at in our own lives because you wouldn't be wherever you are now if it wasn't for all these little actions, all these little details that happen in your life that impacted your life in order to change direction from where you were going to initially. When you look at yourself 10 years ago, seven years ago, you're not the same person. They say uh, on average, every human changes like their whole style of living every seven years. You change mattresses every seven years. You move homes every seven years. You, you cycle through friends, careers, relationships, uh, marriages, cars. That's on average. Some people do it every year. Some people rotate fucking 
boyfriend and girlfriends every month. <laughs> but on average, it's seven years. You're not the same person. Hell, you don't even have the same skin. It's almost like we're snakes. The, the layer of skin that you have is gone. And we don't even know it because little by little starts falling off. You get ashy, bro. Some people get more ashy than others. We used to have this kid in my neighborhood, we used to call him Snake because he was always very, very like dry. And he was a white boy, in case you're thinking uh, something else. We used to call him the Snake. <laughs> it was a skin issue though. Um, he would always have lotion. Uh, fuck, I feel bad for making fun of him now. But, I'll tell you what, on a side note, I'm not a fan of lotion. I feel that lotion causes you to get more dry. So if you could avoid using lotion, I've never used it. Yeah, sometimes I get them dry elbows and my wife tells me you need to start using lotion on your face. And uh, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna use lotion. I'm gonna, I'm not, and I'll, I'll take another step too. I don't use chapstick, I'm against chapstick. If your lips are dry, drink water, bitch. Okay, we're putting we're putting stuff in our body already. Like we we use to order it. We use all these other things. You don't if you use chapstick, bro, or sister, your lips are gonna get more dry. Cause the moment it's gone, it, it's just like anything else. You're, you're 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 getting your skin accustomed to this foreign thing that was never meant to be you know, on your lips. Now, I get it. There's chapstick that has uh, sunscreen and stuff like that. I, I get it. But for the most part, avoid using these things because <clears throat> uh, studies have shown, and I'm lying about the studies, but I'm saying it with confidence. Studies have shown, my studies have shown <laughs> that when I use lotion, I get more dry because then my body wants more, my skin wants more. So, yeah man, you're not the same person. You have a new skin. You're a fucking snake. You listening to me with your snake ears. <laughs> Jesus said, be wise as snakes and uh, gentle as a dove. What does that tell you? You gotta be wiser. You gotta, you, you watch a snake, they calculate their attack, they calculate what they do, you know? But at the same time, you can't go around just fucking with people and hurting people. Be gentle as a dove. See, I'm telling you, Bible stays with me for the rest of my life. It's, and I'm never gonna get away from it. I'm never gonna, there's a lot of good things. I was having a conversation with a Uber driver recently. And I, we're talking, somehow we started talking about religion and I told him, I said, there's a lot of great things in the Bible. A lot of great quotes. There's so many good things that have come out of it. But it's us humans that are the problem. It's us humans that use it to manipulate other humans to tell them how they should live their lives so we could feel empowered. Power, you know what guys, power is, you know how they say uh, money. Money is, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, yes. Uh, that is, I, I, I agree with those lines, but it, it, and it comes along with the whole power, right? Because you get the power. What this Scarface said, <laughs> first you get the money, uh, I don't know, you get the power, then you get the women, I don't know. But yeah, power, bro. Power is even more search it's more desired than money than wealth now of course people want the money to have the power right um, but look at somebody like Trump okay Donald Trump as much as you might support him or hate him let's just let's step out step out of your um, take off your political hat and how much you hate him or love him, okay? Let's just, let's just be observational. Donald Trump is a billionaire. 
um, he's out there running for president again. Again, we're not talking about the good stuff he did or the bad stuff he did. Let's just look at it out of like perspective. And, and I'm not gonna use Trump only. Any president you see, they don't become presidents for the money, guys. Everybody knows you make less than, uh, now I'm gonna retract that. Not everybody knows, because now I'm doubting myself. But I'm pretty sure it's over 100,000 or 100 to 300,000 salary that you know that you make as a president actually let's ask let's ask my friend hey google how much money does a president make a year four hundred thousand dollars according to go banking rates how much does the president make the presidential salary is four hundred thousand dollars which is taxable to the president as income all right so i was pretty close four hundred thousand for somebody that's that has a lot of money, guys, they don't. That's nothing. That ain't nothing. Especially some. That's why I use Trump as an example. Are they doing it because of their kindness or their heart? That's up to you. You we don't know their heart, but we do know for sure what comes along with being president. You get power. For sure, that's a fact. You have the power. You are the most important person. The most powerful person in the world you're the leader of the free world okay so that's something that when somebody seeks that you know to be president they're not seeking to become rich of course they're gonna make money they're gonna probably write a book after presidency they're gonna go out and do speeches and get make you know make money they're gonna have secret service for the rest of their life that's power guys that's the power of hey i'm gonna go to this college and do a speech boom i'm slinging my dick around boom bitch pay me that's power so that's why i'm telling you like religion it's to control is to to uh have that power and I stopped, I, I got away from it. I got away from it. On another episode, I would like to discuss more, you know, but I, I did get away from it. I I just, I felt, it started, I would say, falling out of love with the same um, hierarchy, the same thing that happens in any tribe. You start getting people murmuring, you start getting people, you have to deal with their problems. And I was like, man, I am, I don't have kids. Why, why am I over here dealing with this young adult that is having uh, depression issues? Now I have to care for them like a pastor. I have to care for my sheep. And, and, and then, and then the backstabbing, like there were some people that when you become um, someone from that leadership, that kind of... Um, position you're held to a, a pedestal and, and rightly so and this is before I did comedy I'm talking about like 2009 2010 I started doing comedy in 2011 um, but Facebook was around already and I remember getting called out by one of the church members for putting a joke on Facebook and saying a leader like me shouldn't say this and shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't, like correcting me, censoring me. And I was like, that was like, I'll be honest, that was the first hint. That was the first time I was like, I do, what am I doing? I don't think I wanna live like this. I don't wanna be censored. My point was to teach the Bible because I was in love with scripture I was in love with theology I don't want to be now controlled and ridiculed for things I say you know and well let's get into it I'll, I'll get into it on this episode screw it um, there's things in the Bible that I've never like as a Christian I would just swallow it I would just take it in 
if, if I would read that, um, what do you call it, uh, there was contradictions, I would just be like, I would find ways to explain the contradictions in scripture. And if, for example, if you look up, what's a good example? Okay, in, in the Gospels, you have, first of all, you're, you're taught that the Word, the Bible, Old and New Testament is the Word of God, inspired by God, God breath, you know, so it, it's infallible. There's no errors. It was written by man, used by God, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So, because it's infallible, there's no contradictions. So, when the contradictions were presented, I would read books on it. I would, there, you know, there was no YouTube to explain things. I would go to my church and, and look in the bookstore, the Christian bookstore, and find books that would talk about the subject. At the time, you could find articles already, you know, online. But, yeah, there was no YouTube. And if any preacher had any kind of teaching, it was always like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, something you had to purchase. So there was no free content, really. So I would go and find, and I would have so many books on apologetics. Apologetics is uh, the type of subject in, in religion where you, <clears throat> where you talk about... Um, religions like how to debate Mormons Jehovah Witnesses other religions that's what apologetics really comes down to so I would try to explain certain things like when the angels were uh, what do you call it hold on a second there we go when, when the angel came you know at the tomb, the empty tomb. One of the Gospels, I can't say it off the top of my head, but if you Google contradiction in the in the Gospels, uh, how many angels were at the empty tomb, one version will tell you they saw one angel. The other one will say they saw two. I don't know if it says two men or one man. They don't call it angel, I believe, but we know they're talking about angels. And the tomb was empty. Jesus wasn't there because he had risen. So, one gospel tells you there's one angel and the other says there's two. So the way to explain it was, well, one of them left out that detail. It never said it was one. It just said there was a man. It just left out that there was two. How? First of all, okay. If there were angels and they were just disguised as men with no wings, you know, no reflective light behind their head, no, no little halo. <laughs> if they were dressed as men, disguised as human beings, you would still, if there was two men, in, if there was two men, in, I'm looking at a tunnel by the freeway. If there was two men standing at the entrance of a tunnel going into the sewer, <laughs> In Vegas, okay, there's people that live in tunnels in Vegas. If I see two men at the entrance, and I'm trying to describe to the cops because there was some crime committed, and they said, who did you see? Who was standing here? Who was?" If I'm giving an account of who was standing by this entrance of a sewer tunnel, tunnel, and there was two dudes, I would say two dudes. I would never leave out one guy like if I talked to one of them and not the other, I wouldn't just say, well, there was a guy at the entrance of the tunnel. I would say there was two guys. There was guys, there was a couple guys in the entrance of the tunnel. I talked to one of them. How the hell do you leave out that detail, right? It's because it's, ob it's an obvious contradiction. It, that's what it is. Now, if you're a Christian, you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You know, there's more, there's way more than that. There's, there's, um, there's parts, they're, they're throughout the Bible, guys. You could just type in, don't do this. If you're a Christian, you shouldn't do this. But if you're not a Christian, or if you want to really uh, take the red pill, 
Google contradictions in the Bible. Now you might say contradict. I'm not trying to stumble your faith. I'm letting you know what what stumbled my faith. I'll be honest about it. It stumbled my faith. Um, and then I finally stopped giving into it. But Google contradictions in the Bible. And, and and be careful. Go down the rabbit hole. Be careful. You're gonna find things like Saul of Tarsus going over to Damascus to pro prosecute the Christians. There was a guy that would prosecute Christians. His name was Saul. And he would prosecute Christians. He was on his way to Damascus. And I might be messing up the story. Hopefully I'm, get, uh, I'm accurate. But on the way to Damascus, he was on his horse um, or camel. I don't know. And on one verse, one part of uh, the book of Acts, he says, this is all by memory. I, I really don't know what chapter, so you would have to Google it to be, spe to be you know, specific. Um, on his way to Damascus, he heard a loud, like, thunderous sound, and he fell off his horse. And, um... And then on another verse, different chapters within the same book of Acts in the New Testament. On his way to Damascus, he sees a bright light. And, and the sound is never ever mentioned. But it's mentioned, and then the light is never mentioned when he falls off the horse. And earlier in the, in the chapter, or vice versa, I don't know which one comes first. But they're the same story recounted. And the writer, I mean, was the different writers within the same book? The writer leaves out this important detail. What the hell happened? Well, one of them just left out the voice, uh, the loud, thunderous voice they heard, and the other one left out the light. He fell off his horse. He, he was blinded. He saw Jesus resurrected. And he converted. His name was Paul. The Apostle Paul. And we just... We just uh, we just sit there and take it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it could be explained. It's not really a contradiction. Okay. Alright. If you say so. Alright. That's another one. And there's many, guys. There's so... It, it's sad that I'm talking about this because... Hopefully, you're not a Christian listening to this podcast. Again, I'm just letting you know my story. You know, how I kind of, that one degree that I changed in my route, and that this is how I ended up here now. This is where I'm at now. So, to bring it back, talking about the universe, things that we do in life. If we are uh, being cynical, I do believe that the universe will pay you back in, in, in the fruits of your labor. I, I guess because I kind of seen it in my own life. It's not a science. I can't sit there because when you sit there and talk about stuff like this, you could debunk you get the bunk stuff. You get the bunk things like, oh, well, you, you think that you did this and you got this in return. But what about all the other things you have done and you haven't got that in return? You're just taking, it's kind of like when you think of a car, you see the same car, the same model throughout, the, because you're thinking about that. But you're not really looking at the big picture. Good point. That's a very good point. And it's true. It's true. You don't look at the big, but there is something weird about that. So when I talk about the universe is listening, the universe knows your deeds. What is the universe, right? There's a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of things I'm not sure of, but as far as where I'm at now 
when we say the universe, we think it's outer space. It's it's bigger than all this. Yeah, it's true. It's bigger. The universe is enormous. We can't measure it. We're tiny. We're just a little, barely a speck. But this blows my mind when I think about the universe in this sense. Right now, if I'm walking through this space in this earth, I'm walking from this point A to point B. As I'm walking from point A to point B, my face is hitting the air. I'm breathing in this air and I'm, I'm walking through this dimension. I didn't realize I'm walking through this universe. The universe is all around me. If you're driving, look at your hands touching your steering wheel. Your steering wheel is part of this universe. <laughs> you know, we don't we think universe is outside of Earth. You know, at least that's the way my brain worked and other people I've talked to. Like, we always think, oh, the universe is a sky. No. The universe is everything you're touching right now. The floor you're on that's holding you that's pulling you with gravity the seat you're on the cushion the bed the earphones you're wearing that's the universe everything around you is the universe so this is why I'm telling you it's like you can't hide shit from the universe it's always listening it's always you think Facebook is listening and social media it's just an imitation of what the universe is um, when you speak negativity into your life guess what the fuck's gonna happen the universe is listening it's like oh you you always have bad luck you you nothing ever goes well with you well I'm listening let's keep throwing that in your newsfeed that's the universe guys the fucking everything around you is the universe the people in front of you the people that you treat with respect the people that you treat with disrespect that is the universe it sounds trippy right but that's why i'm saying it's about the whole cynical right when you're cynical and you're putting that out into the universe into the air in front of your mouth that is the universe that's why you got to be real careful this is not a science and I'm, I'm not an atheist, so this might sound wonky to you. It might sound a little religious to you or something superstitious, which is fine. Um, but I do see results. I see results in uh, staying positive. And I hate using words that are very cliche. Like, I hate using words that trigger people to... Um, because they're kind of hacky, but it's it's the words that we have, right? Like manifesting things. When you manifest bad things, bad bad shit's gonna happen. It's it sucks. I'm not saying everything around us. You know, there's things that are thrown our way that we did not manifest. Uh, but it's a test. It's a test that you have to go through. It's not what you asked for. But in the result, what is the end result going to be? What is your decisions that you're making now? What is the little uh, degrees that you're changing to the left on your course or to the right? Maybe you're changing the degrees a little bit southwest so your end destination is going to be somewhere else. What is it that you're doing right now that's going to affect your future? I told my friend Sammy the other day, I said, this, this blows my mind, but... I heard someone talk about this. A few different people. If you're into time travel, if you're into science fiction and you like time travel movies like most of society does, which is why there's so much time travel uh, movies out there, shows, you can't get away from it. It could be a regular movie about something totally different and then, and then time travel 
is incorporated in the movie. Like Superman, you know, like it's a, a movie about a fucking superhero with superpowers, an alien, um, and some shit went down that shouldn't have gone down. So he flies around the earth backwards and he he invents time travel. <laughs> he reversed time. Um, you always see time travel, fucking Endgame. They cheated. They used time travel to kill Thanos. It's like, what the fuck? Um, so, this is the point I'm getting at. Time travel. We're at 40 seconds, 40 minutes into this podcast. If you listen from beginning to end, wherever it is that you were going to, uh, if you're at the gym, if you're at the grocery store, you time traveled with us. Everybody that's listening to this right now, as I'm saying these words, we are literally time traveling. We time travel uh, in a linear forward motion and I might not even be using the word linear, linear correctly, but we're moving forward on this line of time, this dimension of time that we are trapped in sounds scary, but we're in this dimension that we can't get out of, but we have been giving a superpower in this time dimension. And I'm telling you what the superpower is. And it's very basic, and you're gonna be like, really, that's your superpower? Here's your superpower. As we're moving in this life, in this time travel dimension, your choices affect your future. <laughs> it's so dumb, yet it's so true. And we forget every time that we're impacting our future. The little changes we make in that steering wheel of that ship or whatever you call it. The little directions you're taking, the little minor changes in your life, your, 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 your course, your life course is going to be altered. You know how when we watch movies and we think about traveling to the past, we might fuck up the future, our timeline? You're literally doing that right now. You're fucking up <laughs> your timeline in the future. We're fucking time travelers, dude. What the fuck did <laughs> this podcast... <laughs> this is why I love the solo cast. I, I, this is what I wrote down, okay? I didn't know I was gonna talk about this shit, but um, I wrote down Dan Soder leaving the bonfire, Derek Carr and Darren Waller leaving the Raiders. Shoutouts to Grumzilla, Edgar's, I say Edgar's, both Edgar's always, uh, Edgar 101, and Edgar uh, always sharing the podcast. Um, talking Again podcast with Fidel, Matt Homeyer. I just did a podcast with Matt Homeyer with the homie Dame Grant. Check that one out. We have more episodes coming with more guests, but we're going to do more of these solo casts. Um, we are time travelers, my friends. That's why we go through these cycles in life. We go through a seven-year cycle and our friendships are not the same because certain things happen along the way that affected the, the, the timeline you're living in now. It's fucking, it's sad, man. It's sad because we can't move backwards. You can only look backwards. But you can't do nothing about it if it was done already, right? But you can make changes for the next 10 minutes of your life, for the next hour, for the next year. Um, when you decide to set your alarm at night, you're setting yourself up for the future, right? You want to wake up because you got something to do the next day. You have a duty. You have something to fulfill. So it's the same same idea, man. And, and, and sometimes we have to hear this kind of stuff to wake us up. 
because the shit that we're doing right now is gonna affect our future. I wanna get into some other things that I have changed in my life and I have seen the results. And I'm, I'm gonna leave that for our other episodes. Um, this is a huge one that I, I, I made a change about three months ago and it's really, it's really affected me. And there's been a lot of changes. I'll, I'll talk about the minor stuff, you know? I've, I've gone away from social media. I, I've, I don't really get into emails anymore, like inboxes, not as much. When people tag me, I appreciate people tagging me. I appreciate you guys always sharing the podcast. This is always a beautiful thing. It's, it's something that, it shows a lot of appreciation. However, however, you gotta do this for your own self too. You can't spend your whole, you can't, unfortunately it's good to talk and chat and all that, but I can't do that. I can't spend my whole time in threads, in inboxes and chatting. I just can't. I did it for a long time and, and I'm making changes. That's that's some of the out, outer changes, not physical stuff I've done that I wanna talk in the in the future. But that's one of them. I don't, I don't, I really don't, I can't. I have too much shit to, to, to do other than uh, my personal life. We, we, you know, our work life, my, my nightlife doing comedy, podcasting, editing the podcast, uploading, doing reels. I just can't be doing it, you know, all the time. I can't. I don't have no, nobody running my social media, so I can't really be answering every single inbox and at the same time it sounds kind of messed up but I try to but I'm not the way I used to be I just don't I, I don't do that and I can't because it's affecting when 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 you're giving your time for something else um, that you're engaging in and it's like if you if you're not able to multitask that's the kind of things that turn me off I try you know like if I'm listening to a podcast and I could be working and I could be doing other things, that's great. But sometimes I can't just keep engaging. I just can't. There's people that start fights on threads, some of my threads, and I post provocative stuff. I try not to do as much anymore. But um, there's some things I post that, you know, sometimes they're funny, but they're pro provocative. And I see people. You know, people will take their own spin, their own interpretation or something, and I, I don't engage in it. I just don't. I have friends that have a lot of time in their hands, and you know, they like doing it. I can't, I can't do that. So that's one of the things I've changed. I've changed that huge, huge change in my life. I, I it's, it's been a huge impact in the way I do things. And it's just discipline, man. Waking up in the morning and not checking your social media first thing in the morning. Uh, instead, I, one of my favorite things to do, I'll give you an example. I like to just go outside and look at the sky, like in my backyard. I look at the sky, I look at the pool. I just There's something about water that relaxes me a lot. That's why I love having a pool. And you know, I'm not rich, I'm not a rich man. Uh, right now, the universe is listening, so I gotta, I gotta say it right now. I'm not, but in the next ten minutes, I am <laughs> gonna be rich. <laughs> um, and the reason I say I'm not a rich, I don't want to be like I'm showing off that I have a pool. I'm just trying to uh, kind of relate to you. This is what relaxes me. I like to drink my coffee in the morning, even if it's only like. A few seconds just breathe in you haven't checked social media because we're just stuck looking at our glass all day our glass phone we just sit there all day checking in turn off your notifications man <laughs> I don't have any notifications on I think only text messages but even that Fuck, I went, I went to Nashville for a week and I, I said, I'm not gonna answer any texts. I'm not gonna answer any inboxes. 
I'm going to enjoy the vacation. I don't care if it's for business. Nah, I lie. If it's somebody booking me, I'm going to answer. But most of the time, if a comic is hitting you up or, you know, sometimes just conversation or, hey, what was this website? Or, you know, it's like, okay, everything's going to have to wait. I'm not going to please everybody. I'm not, not going to... Right now, it's a vacation. I'm disconnecting. I'm spending time with my wife, my friends. I want to bond with them. And I do want to talk about my Nashville trip. So that's another thing to look forward to. But, um, yeah, man, make those changes. This was a good little morning commute. It was a long commute. And uh, it was a good talk. I, I, don't, I don't like to... I, 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 I try to stay away from trying to talk about religion because I, I know I have some people that are uh, whether they're friends or religious and my goal is not to make you back you know backslide um, if you're still listening you obviously have questions which you should seek if you have questions I encourage you to search and ask more and get more answers but I'm not doing it in a cynical way I'm, and that's not my intention that's why I don't like to talk or post things on social media a lot of this stuff is only you it's very intimate only you the listener knows about me so so I don't really post too much about this kind of stuff and and, and it's kind of like uh, it, it just comes down to being a podcaster like when I listen to podcasts, I, I tend to learn so much about these comics, and or, or they're not all comics, the podcasts I listen to, but you get to know them more in an intimate way, especially if they're very open, and it's not so much like a show show, like a, you know, that they talk about their personal life. It's very intimate. So you get to know the person more. So I promote my podcasts on social media, but... I don't really like to engage on the personal stories and things that happen, you know, me personally. But the universe is listening, guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You could, you could interpret this as an episode of me preaching the law of attraction. <laughs> Whatever the hell it is, the law of vibration, um, the law of setting a goal and making it happen. Um, and it's not just by believing you have to put in the works like the book of James says faith without works is dead see the Bible is good the Bible says a lot of good things like stone your kids if uh, they're being mouthy you got to stone them that's the Old Testament you have to stone them to death in front of people so there you go <laughs> Um, somebody's going to be like, oh, you give them a joint? You can get them stoned, bro. All right, guys. This has been Thanks for the Invite Podcast. And uh, more to come. More to come. Enjoy your day. Have a blessed day. And try to say positive things out loud. Like, I am rich, bitch. You time traveler motherfucker, you.